It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Vegas has set the win totals. Will the Auburn Tigers overachieve in 2024? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. We're dapping it up on this Wednesday with Daryl Dappridge, Montgomery Radio Vet. And Daryl, our friends at FanDuel have set the win total for the Auburn Tigers. Last few years, it's been six and a half total wins. We got an extra one. This year, FanDuel has set the win total for the Tigers at seven and a half, which I think I think is right. I think is right. I think the most likely scenario for Auburn is seven and five, or eight and four right now. We'll see if we feel better about this team following the spring, which we totally could because a big part of that has to do with Peyton Thorne and other guys stepping up. But Daryl, in my mind, what there's three or four toss-up games going into the year. And for me, I've said this before, I think the biggest game on Auburn's schedule is when Oklahoma comes to town for the fifth game of the season on September 28th, but also going to Missouri in October, going to Kentucky the following week in October, and then obviously hosting Texas A&M's last home game of the season. Those games, in my mind, are all toss-ups. Yeah, they are to me, too. And I think, you know, it's amazing how they get this right. Last year, it was six and a half. Auburn wins six games. Should have should have won seven. I mean, I, I should took have won the, eight. Let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I took the over. Remember, I predicted Auburn to go eight and four uh, last year. Uh, seven and a half is a, I think, a good number this year. And I think Auburn goes over again. And I think those four games that we talked about that are toss ups: Oklahoma, Kentucky, Missouri, and A and M. You obviously have to win three of those in my mind. Three of the four toss ups to get to eight wins. I think. Wow. Three of the four toss-ups. I don't think Auburn goes three and one in those four games. I don't. But then we have to realize what the slam dunks are. So we'll talk about those too. What are the, what do we feel like are the slam dunk wins? Yeah, I think if I had to rank the four toss-ups as far as confidence that I have that Auburn will win, I would go Oklahoma at home. Road trip to Kentucky, home against Texas A&M, Texas. I just said Texas A&M. Texas. And Texas A&M. And then uh, the fourth most likely of those would be the road trip to Missouri. I almost am putting Missouri in a different category of like it would be a major upset if we won. Like I, I really think yeah. Missouri's kind of on that, that cusp of toss-up or like probable loss, honestly. I have it flipped. I think the least likely that – that Auburn wins out of those four are Oklahoma. What? I think, yes. I'll tell you one in a second. I think at Missouri is third, least likely. I think Kentucky. A&M's the most, in my opinion, I feel the most comfortable about of those four toss-ups. Kentucky, I feel second, uh, best about second, then Missouri, then Oklahoma. And the reason why is uh, Oklahoma, to me, is starting to build the roster like Oklahoma has in the past and getting in the SEC and the recruiting class. Oklahoma last year where they lose three or four games, I just think that game with that roster that Venables is building and what what they have from a talent standpoint, to me, 
Oklahoma, even though they're coming into Auburn, that's the one that I think is going to be the most difficult to win. Tradition, roster, talent. Uh, and then at Missouri is a road game. And so that's why it's so tough to win in, on the road in the SEC. And coming off of what Eli Drinkwitz was able to do last year with this team, that's probably the second toughest for me. Yeah, there's a chance that that's going to be a top 10 road trip when they go yeah. to Columbia to play Mizzou. And this is coming – the game before it is Georgia. you got a bye week in there. But, I mean, you're going to go play – on the road against two top 10 teams back-to-back games. Like, that's brutal. I don't care if there's a bye week in there or not, which does that bye week help Auburn against Missouri? Probably. It probably does. And I was talking about this with somebody else earlier in the day, Daryl, that bye week after Georgia, if the season's not going well, if your offense isn't going and you struggle against Oklahoma, maybe you struggle against the Cal or an Arkansas or something like that, and you struggle on the road against Georgia for whatever reason, that bye week would be the perfect time to make a quarterback change or mm-hmm. major personnel moves during that bye week. So yep. I love the positioning of that bye week in case things go south and Hugh Freeze and the staff need to make a change. you got to think it would happen there. And then if it doesn't go south and you're playing really well, it gives you a respite. It gives you a yes. blow. It gives you a That's break right. to kind of you know regather and, and reset. Um, yeah, good, good, good call on the quarterback change if that happens. Uh, it's interesting to me, too, with the whole Georgia bye week, Missouri, that whole situation, you I heard you say you feel like Missouri, that could be a top 10 matchup. You really think that Missouri will match what they did last year? That it wasn't a one-off, maybe? Yeah, I think they're I think they're building it the right way. It seems sustainable. They've done a great job of balancing recruiting in the transfer portal. And like I'm not the biggest fan of the guy, but it's hard to knock what Eli Drinkwitz has done so far. And I kept yeah. kind of expecting them to fall apart. Now I do think former SEC East teams like Missouri, like Kentucky, like really every team, but Georgia is about to come down to earth a little bit. I think they've benefited from being on that side of the division. And so they're a little inflated Kentucky, especially mm-hmm. they've really benefited from a down Tennessee and down Florida for over the last decade. It seems like, and props to them for doing that. You play who you play. It's not their fault, but I do think programs like Missouri and Kentucky, maybe even South Carolina, like life's about to get tougher for them. And I think it's going to get easier for teams that are the former SEC West. So obviously Auburn is included in that. And so, you know, there is a chance that Missouri's life is tougher now than it was a year ago. And if that's the case, Auburn will benefit from that. Yeah. I mean, I think if Missouri had to play Georgia, Alabama and Ole Miss last year, or even LSU, how that season would have been different. They only had to play Georgia. I think in that scenario. Um, so, you know, and then of course, Ole Miss seems like their schedule is favorable this year and how they line up. But you make a good point about these that fool's gold that was the mm-hmm. SEC East. They 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 kind of got a, a really self-assurance about themselves, but didn't have to play the schedule that some of the Western teams, and that's reality is about to send in right now. Yeah. I, I talked about this earlier in the week. Like I love where Auburn plays Oklahoma because Oklahoma plays Tennessee for their first ever SEC versus SEC action the week before. Tennessee is going to be a top 20 team, maybe top 15 at that time. So if you win, oh my gosh, emotions are so high, maybe you fall off a little bit on your first road trip. Or vice versa, you lose, and then all of a sudden all the pressure because the narrative is going to be, oh my goodness, you asked for this, but you can't handle it, Oklahoma. And that's going to be obviously the case for Texas as well if they were to lose 
some SEC games early. So then all the pressure is on Oklahoma. Missouri, when you look at what Missouri's situation is when Auburn comes into the picture, I don't think it helps us. I don't think it helps us at all. Their schedule is, is it's a joke. Murray State, Buffalo, Boston College, Vanderbilt is what they start with. With Boston College being the sneaky good game in there, Boston College got right last year and really started coming on the second half of the season. Yeah, but their coach leaves them. Their coach leaves them. That's exactly what I was saying. Then their coach leaves them. So, yeah, they may be feeling really good about themselves. It it could work either way. You know, you get that. I don't think so. I I don't think so. A fake self-assurance thing going. Who knows? And then reality sets in. Then Missouri goes to Texas A&M, which will be their toughest game before they play Auburn, they host UMass the week before Auburn, which I hate. I hate that. I hate that. Auburn's off, of course, but they host UMass, and then obviously they'll... Nope. I. They go to UMass. Is that right? That's weird. Why, that's Why do they go so to UMass? Weird. Why in the world would they yeah, go to Yeah, it says here, Amherst, five. Massachusetts. Huh. Yeah, they're going to... I don't hate that as five. much. I don't hate that as much now. Yeah. My bad. Just My bad. because of the travel, right? Right. 100%. Yeah. Why that makes that? no sense. That I get the whole Ole Miss going to Tulane last year. I ripped it last year, but that's close. You know, the, that's geographically close with the school that used to be in the SEC back in the day. But going across country to Massachusetts to play a group of five school in a stadium that looks like a high school stadium just blows my mind. That's wild to me. It's like every now and then, like we need to remind Missouri, you are still an SEC team. But exactly. Uh, and then, then obviously they they play Alabama after Auburn. So are they looking ahead at all? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Worth worth noting. Worth noting there. So those are all the toss ups. There's a few games though, Daryl, where if they win, it totally makes the seven and a half wins that Fanduel has set an absolute lock. And we discuss those in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Daryl, you love using Game Time. Love it. Love it. I love using game time. We all love using game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Make sure right now to use code locked on L O C K E D O N uh, to get a hundred, uh, excuse me, $20 off. Um, whenever you make your first purchase, Daryl, you have used it for concerts, for sports. I've done the same. If you could, de- if you could describe game time, one word. One word. What would it be? Convenient. Everything at your fingertips. That's what the that's what the definition of convenient is to me. I've got one. It's hyphenated. So I hope you'll let me uh let me kind of spin the rules a little bit. I'm gonna go with life changing. Ooh. Life with a little hyphenation in there. That's good. That's right. So if you want your life to change, be sure to uh take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Right now you can use code locked on for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Daryl Daprich, as we are dapping it up on this Wednesday. 
to me, there's three games, and I know we just talked about one of them, but there's three games where if Auburn wins one of these three, that over seven and a half wins set by our friends at FanDuel is a lock. It's an absolute lock. One is Missouri. I'm putting Missouri in that category. If you beat Missouri, I feel confident that other things fall into place and Auburn's looking at eight and four or better in 2024. The others at Georgia and at Alabama. Yeah, I think you. I think Auburn wins one of those three. Uh, well, I say that. No, no, hold on. Let me take that back. I do not think they win one of those three, but I still think they end up with eight wins because I'm very confident about you know, they can go three and one or go two and two in those four games that are that are toss up games. So, yeah, mm-hmm. at Missouri, at Georgia, at Alabama, th- that's going to be a difficult task to snag one of those. Can happen, can happen. I just don't see it feel like a lock, like it's going to feel good about it. Yeah. And I, I think playing Alabama as late as possible in the season is not good because I do think they'll probably get rolling by the end of the season. Um, as as they kind of implement their um, their new system with uh, with Kalen DeBoer as the head coach, and I mean I think George is going to be an absolute machine this year. I mean the fact that you got to go there is just brutal. So I, I don't think Auburn wins either of those games, but between George and Alabama, Alabama does seem significantly more gettable than going to Athens. It does, uh, you know, ranking them. Obviously, the the one that's the most winnable would be Missouri, Alabama second, and then Georgia third. Yeah, um, because of the coaching. Look, anytime it doesn't matter who they brought in, there's going to be a there's going to be some kind of drop off with Alabama this year. So when you have one of the greatest coaches of all time leaving, so I I think there's a better chance. If I I've, I feel like Auburn will be back in the national picture and nationally relevant. Not when they beat Alabama or Georgia, because they've done that, Alabama especially at home, but it's been since 2019. I really feel like you've got to beat Alabama or Georgia on the road before you consider yourself at a national relevancy again. Yeah. Yeah. And this staff last year put together such a good game plan against both Georgia and Alabama with the talent disparity being tremendous a year ago. And I think it's going to be tremendous this year too. But – can they do that on the road? Can they outcoach the opposing coaches on the road? It's going to be and difficult. I, I think you'll, yeah. I think you'll see a smaller gap uh, that would have been normally between Auburn and Alabama on the road. You know, Auburn the last couple of years is never really in the the games in Tuscaloosa. I don't think that'll be the case this year. I think it'll be closer, and I think there'll be a feel like they're in the game. Georgia, I, like you said, they're a machine. Beck coming back, offensive line, the receiving core, and then. As you mentioned, the Missouri game we have is a toss-up, so that should be a toss-up. It should be you know close late in any, anybody's ball game. Yeah, man. I mean, Oklahoma and Missouri in twenty twenty four. It's like if you told me, if you told me Auburn beat Oklahoma at home and Missouri on the road this year, and you had to like fill in the blanks, if you just gave me that, I'd say Auburn's nine and three. In yeah, I would too. I, I would too, um, or maybe even ten and two, uh, or maybe all, ten and two. I would because I, I, I have I them guess winning. A slip somewhere. Yeah, probably. I have them winning every game, but the Missouri, Georgia, Alabama, and um, Oklahoma game. I have a, so I have them winning the other eight. So that if they would have them at ten and two, if they were to win those two. Why did you? Why did you? Why do you like Oklahoma again? Remind me. I, I know you just told me, but I need. I didn't process it. I think their roster 
is really good and it's getting only better with it being okay. his third year there. Maybe I'm putting too much hype and stock into the name Oklahoma and what they've been as far as their traditional power the last three or four years. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Auburn wins, wins that game at Jordan-Hare. Oklahoma has had the tendency to lay some eggs on the road. The fact they're playing Tennessee the week before, of course, I, I think that it. game's in Norman, may help. I just It's a prove-me thing. I'll believe it when I see it, Auburn beating a team that's better than them. And this will be the first matchup of the year where Auburn, Auburn will be playing somebody that's better than them. Sure, sure. We've seen – I mean, I think this Oklahoma team, like they're not as good as Ole Miss was last year, I don't think. And they're obviously not as good as, you know, your two rivals, Georgia and right. Alabama coming to Jordan Hare. And that's so Yeah, like I don't think they're as good as Ole Miss was last year. So I'm just trying to think of like teams that Auburn played last year that were better than them at home. And that I that, watched them play the closest comp. The other thing is I watched them play their bowl game and they played a lot of young dudes in the bowl game and basically had that game won uh, in the Alamo Bowl. So, I, you know, with all that talent, all that young talent that played in the bowl game coming back, it, you know, it looked, they looked like they could, they could be a little scary. Yeah. They're replacing, I, I think they're replacing all five starting offensive linemen and they're replacing their quarterback. So, well, and then the quarterback that was supposed to play. No, he's back. He's the fresh, he's the sophomore. The quarterback that played in the bowl game is back. The right. five star, you know, phenom. Yeah, which apparently was the plan. That was like yeah. a one year rental thing. And then right. whoever they had, I forget his name, went to Oregon. He's replacing Bo up there. Gabriel. So, Gabriel. Kenny Gabriel. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, what what does that look like? I mean, there's just a lot of moving pieces for Oklahoma. And once again, the pressure is just going to be on them. So the rest, I think, are gimmies, Daryl. Let's let's discuss that and maybe who are we overlooking in mm -hmm. just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. We've been talking about the FanDuel line that re they released earlier in the week, Daryl. FanDuel listing Auburn with seven and a half wins on the season. So if you are listening to us and you're like, Daryl's wrong. He's way too high on Oklahoma. You guys are way too high on Kentucky. Give me the over. All you got to do is head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. Because right now, new customers, they get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on everything from quick bets, live same game parlays, and of course, futures and win totals. They're adding win totals left and right over the past few weeks over at FanDuel. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. FanDuel's the official sports book of the NBA, the NFL, and the Locked On Podcast Network. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Daryl, when you look at the gimmies, so Alabama A&M, California, New Mexico, and Arkansas. Let's just start with the first four. Are you more concerned about Cal coming to Jordan-Hare or Arkansas coming to Jordan-Hare Stadium? Cal. I think... Mm, I, I think 
I think I feel more comp comp. Hmm, that's so tough. I do think I feel more comfortable saying we'll beat Cal versus Arkansas. Cal uh, played Auburn obviously better than Arkansas did last year, and we could say, well, that was on the road. So was Auburn at Arkansas. So I, I basing it off of that and and who who's returning and what program. I mean, Cal is definitely not an up and coming program. They're going to have to travel everywhere in the Big Ten next year. But I yeah. sometimes. I don't know those those Pac-12 teams, not not Pac-12 anymore, Big Ten, but those West Coast teams yeah, may play a little may play a little different. But now Auburn being at home, you know, it should be a big difference. I just I think both of them are 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 wins, solid wins. I think the Cal game will be a little closer than the Arkansas game, and that would I mean that would make sense, I guess. Um, I'm trying to see who Cal opens up with. They open up with UC Davis. Mm. So that doesn't impact anything. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I think Arkansas falls apart this year. I just, I think yeah. Arkansas falls apart this year too. So um, I think Auburn will start 4-0, and then they'll host Oklahoma. And New Mexico's not, team. when people start to think, oh, what happened with Auburn last year and Mexico State, New Mexico's not New Mexico State. New Mexico, the Lobos are not. I, I, you know, it's just not the same level. I know they're both group of fives, mm-hmm. but I don't think they struggle in any of those four, really. Auburn hosts Vandy after their three-game road trip of Georgia, Mizzou, and Kentucky. They come back and they host Vandy. They host ULM, and they host Texas A&M, who's kind of a team that we're kind of putting on the brink of that. So of these, of these like, surefire games that we're talking about, so ULM, Vandy, Arkansas, New Mexico, Cal, Alabama, and them. Which one do you think has – which one are you least confident in? Vanderbilt. Because because of the New Mexico State quarterback. I saw it with my own eyes, and that kid's got voodoo. It, I mean, you know, Vanderbilt's not a good football team. I watched Auburn throttle them in Nashville, but they, they had no quarterback play, none in that game at all. Yeah, And I just think Pavia will have – I mean, I know it's people will laugh at this to say Vanderbilt has more talent than somebody. Yeah, I mean, they're a power five SEC school. He'll have a little bit more weapons around. And I think Auburn wins that game, but that's the one that I would probably feel the least comfortable about just because of because of the wizard that is Pavia. Yeah, I now I'm looking forward to getting back and 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 setting the right having thing in its rightful place when he comes in here and Pavia walking out with that loss. But he just—he's a magic man, dude. He just makes things happen. He really does. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think Cal and Arkansas are going to be better than them. Um, Cal played Vanderbilt last year. Ironically, uh, I think they played. But I, I, yeah. um, I, I think that's a good a good point. I think that maybe maybe Arkansas and and Cal are better at the end of the year or or, or roster wise. I just roster wise. Nothing about Arkansas's new quarterback, whoever that may be, or Cal's quarterback, the freshman that played last year, now that Jackson is gone, uh, concerns me. A quarterback can make all the difference. You take Pavia off that New Mexico State team last year when he wasn't supposed to play, and mm-hmm. everybody thought he was supposed to play, and that's a completely different game. He won that game by himself. He made some throws. Into He's a good players. player. Yeah. He's so a good player. I, could he do that again with some Vanderbilt receiver? Maybe. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think Auburn's going to win, but that's the one I'm the least confident about. 
the toss-up games, the one you were most confident in was Texas A&M? It is. Is that right? at home, yeah. What, what is the gap from your confidence level of Vandy and your confidence level in Tex- uh, against Texas A&M? Is it a pretty big gap? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. – yeah, I think that I, I definitely – to me, because a and a toss-up game, right? I mean, we have that as a toss-up game. I don't have Vanderbilt as a toss-up game. Yeah, so, I'm, I mean, so I think, I'm asking, like, yeah. I mean, is it a pretty big jump from yes, from yes. these categories? Yes, know? I think so. I absolutely yeah. do. Well, but within the category, to me, there's a significant feeling of confidence and jump for me for A&M and Kentucky compared to Missouri and the other toss-up game was – Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Yeah. Those I I I'm, I think there's a little bit of a gap there for A and M in Kentucky than there is between Oklahoma and Missouri. I get it, I get it. A quick programming note: we're going to take tonight off in regards to the uh, the Auburn basketball postcast. It's my wife's birthday. Everybody tell uh, Leah happy birthday. She's the best. So we're gonna happy birthday, Leah. And yes. I'll be a grandfather for the second time. Woo-hoo. Wow! Congratulations. I don't look like it, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> you look pretty old. I do. Yeah. But I love you. I hear you. I love you. That's why you're so smart. Because you've been around for so long. Sage, wisdom, old. Yes. Yes. Daryl, how can people check out everything you've got going on? Follow me on Twitter, DAP6410X, whatever you want to call it this week. <laughs> and then Wednesdays and Fridays, and most times, the Auburn Basketball Postcast Live. Yep, that's right. You can find me on socials at Z Blackery. Read all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. Please subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Helps us out a ton. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 